Hey go-getters, welcome to the AHA Moment Podcast. I'm your host, Angelina Sparopoulos, where we dive in every other week to chat all things business and motivation, all while featuring the innovators that are creating for tomorrow. Are you ready to spark some revelations? Let's do this. What is up, guys? What is going on? Welcome to episode nine of the AHA Moment podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. I just got back from a trip to Miami, Florida and have been finally kissed by the sun and I feel truly rejuvenated and energized and, you know, if you're from New England or this general, you know, area... Uh, You know, Boston, we haven't seen the sun in like two months, so it was definitely much needed, very refreshing to get some vitamin D. I honestly think that at one point my brain might have stopped working in these current climate conditions. I don't even know if I could properly form a sentence anymore. It just, it was very necessary. It was an incredible time, much needed couple of days. But anyway, I with all with all of that being said, I'm very excited to be here today and have you tune in to talk about and introduce this month's theme. I'm very excited and enthusiastic about this month's theme because it's a little different from anything that I've done before because we're always trying to do things a little differently, right? Um, this week's particular topic goes along with the overall theme, obviously. It is innovation fueled by uncertainty. And obviously I've talked about entrepreneurship and innovation and creativity and all of that jazz, but I've never taken it a step further and acknowledged the uncertainty that we are truly experiencing in this world. And I've been having a lot of conversations with a lot of different people about these uncertain times. And I kind of thought that that term uncertain times would be squashed once, you know, with being in a post-COVID world and everything. But, you know, I, I don't think that that term is going to go away anytime soon and I'm going to explain why. But not only have I been talking to a lot of different people about these uncertain times and what everybody is doing about these uncertain times, how they're adapting, how they're acting... I also read a book, shocker, I read all the time. I read a book recently called The Defining Decade. I'm not sure if you have heard of it, but if you have not, I would definitely encourage you to Google it, put it in your notes, save it, put it on your list of books to read. I highly recommend because this book, it basically touched upon how to approach and navigate through every aspect of life for a 20-something, and I happen to be 23 years old, so this was targeted directly towards me, and rightfully so. Um, you know, it really helps you think from about everything, from your professional to personal life and beyond. You know, if you haven't read it yet and happen to be in your 20s, you know, I would say it would be worth picking it up. You know, it's like 10 bucks. You'll breeze right through it, I promise. It's a super easy read. I couldn't put it down because I was just addicted to, you know, this whole reevaluation of everything of what your 20s consists of. But, you know, my point is, is one key takeaway that really resonated with me and stuck with me after finishing this book 
was that across both the millennial and Gen Z generations, the people that are living through this time are coming across issues and stresses that past generations didn't even need to think twice about. And it really gets specific in the book as far as what these issues are. It gets really down into the nitty-gritty of it all. You know, touching upon things like the student loan debt crisis, we're living in a digital world, and we're trying to also leave behind a COVID-ruled world. These are just some of the major challenges that we face, and that's excluding a bunch of other stuff, obviously. I mean, between the crime rates, politics, the negative news, the media, you know, the mental health crisis, I could go on and on and on. But, you know, I'm just touching upon the major ones that were were addressed for sure throughout the book. You know, we really are facing some pretty big challenges that past generations never really needed to think about quite as much. It didn't rule over their lives quite as much as it does for us. And it's concerning. And it's like, what do we do about it? You know, so with all of that being said, you know, with all of these issues and stresses in mind, obviously it's affected the way we prioritize certain things in our lives, right? Across all industries and sectors, millennials and quote-unquote Gen Zers, if that's what you want to call us, you know, our priorities have shifted. We, we change jobs, for example, like we change our outfits now. Like it's such a common thing. We don't even think twice. Like if we want to switch jobs, we rightfully so have the opportunity to just like we can. It, it's like why? Whereas before, you know, it was much more common to find a job, really think it through, stick with it, give it a chance for quite some time, like years years and years before you decide to make the big, big hefty decision of making that that career switch or that job switch. And, you know, a recent study found that Gen Z, we could change jobs up to 10 times between the ages of 18 and 34. 10 times. And it's understood that the attention span of millennials specifically is short, justifying their reasoning for this frequent job hopping situation. While Gen Z, that's my generation, we choose to have selective attention spans. So not short attention spans, but we choose to be selective with our attention just because we can. We have all the opportunities and all the options right at our disposal. We can get on any job site at any time We can use our network. We can use our connections. I mean, hell, half the time we create our own jobs at this point just because we can. We create our own opportunities. We try to find different creative ways to make something out of nothing. And that's what's really, really cool about our generation, honestly, if you ask me. I see it as as an advantage, but maybe I'm biased. But with these job shifts... It can be implied that it takes longer for the people of these generations, you know, millennials and Gen Z, to really figure out the career path that they're passionate about. 
I mean, really, how can you change jobs that many times and claim that you really know exactly what you're passionate about? If you're doing all of these different things, your head must be spinning to some extent, right? You're like, you're trying this out, you're trying that out, and you should. You should, you should try as much as you can until you find what makes you tick. I really do believe that. So I am not criticizing this you know, shift of priorities and trying new things out, I think it's great. In fact, you know, to a certain point, I think I've done it myself. You have to experiment and kind of test what you really like in terms of of what you're passionate about, what you want to do when you wake up every day. You want to be excited to get up every day. And in order to figure out what gets you excited, you need to try it. You need to throw yourself into the whole mix. So, you know, It takes time for all of this stuff to happen, right? It takes time for us to give a job a chance to settle into it a little bit, to really interact with whoever we're working with, to see if this all makes sense, to see if it feels good, to see if the missions align. And if they don't, we move on. So by the time we do all of that, with all of these various opportunities and options that we have out there, on top of any kind of schooling that we're trying to get, graduate programs, law school, whatever, you know, that takes time. Until all of that happens, and until we get all of that stuff figured out, millennials and Gen Zers have decided to put other personal life circumstances like, say, buying a house or getting married and or having children, or we're putting all of that on hold until predicaments like paying off a good fraction of, say, student debt is good to go. We're waiting until we're settling into a job that we love and we're done traveling the world with our friends or solo. All of this stuff gets done typically throughout our 20s. Whereas for previous generations, this might not have been, you know, necessarily the case, at least not to this extent. We really have taken it to a certain extreme today due to the issues and stresses that are coming our way and continue to come our way. So what does this mean from a business, technological, political, legal, economical, educational, and healthcare standpoint? It means that As these circumstances and individuals continue to change, all of these industries, despite how different they are, they're all affected and they all need to be fluid and adapt to the change. The last few years have obviously been unpredictable to say the least and they've moved at a rapid rate that nobody would have ever expected. I mean... The world isn't slowing down anytime soon, though, as a result of all of what's happened in just the last few years alone. And we will never be quite sure as to what's going to happen next. I think that's, if there's anything that we've learned, it's that. It's to expect the unexpected. This leaves room for so much opportunity to innovate, to lead, to not play catch up with the revolution, but to be part of the revolution. In a post-pandemic world, the top priority of companies today is not to necessarily make sure we have enough stock of hand sanitizer and toilet paper and water and all of those things. 
Do you remember that? Do you remember how awful that was? I just got a flashback of walking through the grocery store. The weekly trip that I would take with my father and we would walk down the one-way aisles and there would be nothing to take. Oh my god. Okay. I, I just want to squash that flashback for a second, but I needed to acknowledge how awful that was. But that is definitely not the top priority of companies today anymore, right? Or it, it's not to focus on these extreme safety protocols because we don't, th- that's not necessary to that extent anymore. Our priorities have shifted. Again, today we've shifted to technology, we've shifted to a world that needs recession proof ideology. All the the talk of the town right now is a recession, recession, recession. Regardless of what industry you are in, we're all concerned about the financial instability of this country and for really the world right now. So we've shifted to a world that really needs that ideology that is recession-proof. And we need that ideology to be implemented and backed by technology and people that demonstrate advanced resilience and creativity. And a lot of technology and people do not have that combination of resilience and creativity. And in order to move forward, you need that combination. So just try to keep that in the back of your mind. Artificial intelligence, chat GBT, the metaverse, sustainability, inconsistent in-person and virtual work environments. We're navigating through the digital age while also narrowing the pool of people, (laughs) cough, cough, layoffs, within these organizations to save a few bucks and dump it elsewhere. Creating the fiercest competition that these generations have ever seen or experienced. Everybody is shaking in their seats. Everybody's playing musical chairs because nobody knows if they're going to get laid off. You know, they don't know where they're going to go, what opportunities are left. It is fierce. And that's where we're at right now. So while keeping in mind and aligning the shifting lifestyle changes of the current and incoming generations with the opportunity companies have today by listening and adapting to these shifts, there is simply nowhere to go but up, in my opinion. I see this as a great, great, great opportunity. The true colors of a lot of companies are going to come out. They're already coming out. It is the ultimate test of balance between risk and reward. And to really master and figure out this balance is the challenge. It should be the top priority challenge that every company should be trying to navigate through and solve. Now more than ever, innovators and leaders, they need to focus on listening more than anything else. Observe consumer and employee behavior and understand the whys behind the behavior. What's the thought process? Where is the direction? What does this all lead to? What are we doing this for? Are we going back to basics? Do we need to go back to basics? The only way to dominate is to get out being ahead of the game. It is the most interesting of times to see who executes this well and to see who falls behind. 
you have to buckle up and pay attention because it's about to get really, really good. I'm truly intrigued. And you should be too. So, that's just, you know, my little spiel on this month's theme. I mean, I just wanted to touch upon it. I wanted to tease into it because in case you're wondering where I'm going with this, in a couple of weeks, I am speaking with a completely incredible, trailblazing, absolutely insane innovator that has totally disrupted an industry with the unexpected. She is such an amazing inspiration to me, and I'm gonna drop this hint right now. I don't know if I should because I don't want to spoil it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Shark Tank seemed to think so too. I'm I'm just saying because I think it's really cool and she's up to some amazing things that I can't wait for you to read about. Her and I have some really, really cool collaboration opportunities coming up together. I can't wait to, you know, have you tune in and see these collaborations come to life and yeah, I can't wait for you to stay tuned and hear about all of this just in a couple of weeks. So this conversation is going to be continued. Innovation fueled by uncertainty. I hope that this episode slowly started to get the wheels in your brain turning, your brain juices flowing, because in a couple of weeks... Things are going to get very intense and you're going to be thinking even more. So please, please, please don't go too, too far. Share this episode with a friend if you thought that it sparked even just a slight juice in your brain. And I will talk to you all in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned. Bye, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Aha Moment Podcast. If you loved this episode, head on over and rate and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Make sure you head over to the Aha Moment newsletter for all the links and notes on what we chatted about this week. I can't wait for you to catch the next episode airing every other Monday. Speak soon. Bye, guys.